The amount of wealth that women control right now is 10 trillion in the United States. In the next three to five years, that's going to 30 trillion. Investable cash. And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? But the confidence is an all-time low for women to make the decisions from an investment perspective. And so we started with this passion. Now there's a need and women actually outperform men as investors. So we know women, once they are investing, they do very well. Now it's a matter of what do they need in their own toolkit to feel comfortable and confident. Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Thank you for joining us, Liz. You are the co-founder of The Real Estate Investor. What inspired you to launch your business? It's great to be here. My business partner, Andressa, and I, about five years ago, would be getting together. We were partnering on real estate investment deals. And we both had separate businesses, but we would come together. And both of us had this shared passion we discovered as you get to know people and get to know what else they're interested in, in supporting women. That's looked very differently to both of us and along our journeys. But when we came together, we both had this shared passion to support not just women, women in investing in particular. We'd go to conferences together, we'd go to events together, and we always felt like we were the only women there. And if anyone and anyone came up to us, they're like, oh, are you here with your husband? And we're like, I'm like, no, we're here by ourselves because we are investors. We knew that there was an opportunity to create a safe space for women that potentially wanted to connect with other women who were investing in that space. Our mission is to empower women to live financially free and balanced lives. And five years later, we have a podcast published by Bigger Pockets, which is the leader in a lot of education for the real estate investors. We have 50 plus meetups across the country of local groups coming together to support each other. We do our investor con once a year. We have about 500 women that come together in one location to really get not just the business and the real estate investing tips, but really the mindset and the intentionality of living life on your own terms and whatever that looks like to you. And we're doing a lot of different things to support women in this space of really getting the confidence, the support, the camaraderie, so they're not feeling alone in their investing journey. And with a company like She Built It, obviously, we're very much in support of women here. And I used to work for the Dodgers. And so I understand what it's like to be in many rooms, in professional sports in particular, and other rooms where there's not a lot of women. And you look to groups to find that support. And I purchased my first investment property in 2007. It gives a sense of empowerment and an independence that you keep with you and that you carry with you. And it's evolving, right? Because what we started with many years ago, we had a hunch there was a need, but you don't ever really know if there's a need until you really start to say, okay, what are we looking to do? We believe it's a woman's financial right to be financially independent. And it's it's a life or death for some women. So this is not just a making wealthy women wealthier. This could be for life or death for certain women. And we take that seriously as a as literally a right to be able to hold your own in terms of your own financial stability. And then independence and then freedom, of course. So it's much deeper than just buying a rental property or or what have you. Years ago, right? It wasn't that long ago, women weren't even able to get their own credit card, the deed of the property. There's so much still out there that women are still not taken seriously, especially not just taken seriously, but more importantly, women are not able to have the space to get what they need to create that financial wherewithal. 
and pass it along to other generations. Yes. And in real estate, if you're remodeling or building, that's a whole other side of not a lot of women at all. <laughs> and not a lot of people used to hearing decisions and choices made by women. Correct. When we came together and we were partnering, me and you know, Justin in particular, she was running all the construction. I had another role of finding the deal and putting the money together. And she was really the day-to-day -day operator on the projects. She has her own construction boots. She knows construction much better than I did. And she always would tell me stories of different situations and certain contractors like you know, do you need to run this by your husband? She said, no, I write your check. I do believe that there are a lot of good people out there and a lot of great contractors and women. There's, they're still not being treated the way I believe that they should be and that they, that they do have the purse strings to, to make the calls on their own. What's interesting, I've done a lot of research now, right? Because this is our space of women and building the community and investing. The amount of wealth that women control right now is 10 trillion in the United States. In the next three to five years, that's going to 30 trillion investable cash. That is. And there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Uh, but the confidence is an all-time low for women to make the decisions from an investment perspective. And so we started with this passion. Now there's a need and women actually outperform men as investors. So we know women, once they are investing, they do very well. Now it's a matter of what do they need in their own toolkit to feel comfortable and confident. They already have everything they need, in my opinion. They just may need some support or some co a community or something that helps them get over the hurdle of making the call. And that's really why we exist. And I love that you're giving women the financial confidence. And also, if they need to remodel a home, that's another set of confidence. I remember sitting down with a contractor and he says, where's your notepad? Well, I have all the construction design elements in my head. Ask me a question, whatever question you want, it's all up here. And they, you're, you don't come to the table with that expectation all the time. And so it's really great that you're empowering women to move forward in this space. You have investor meetups across the country and in Canada, like you mentioned. Tell us about them and how could someone that is investing in real estate get involved? Yeah. The reason when we started our podcast, it's funny, I was told early on that we would run out of women because we said we're going to interview just women. And the gentleman in my community said, you're going to run out of women. There's just not that many investors. I said, I don't think we're going to have a problem. Those 400 episodes later, we haven't run out of any women to interview. But that then led to us saying, it'd be great to get women together because there's something in the power of getting together, right? We all know that confidence builds. And a lot of women will complain like, hey, I have friends, I have neighbors. But when I say, hey, I, I want to invest or they want to talk about something that's of substance of business, entrepreneurship, investing. It's not easy for certain women to find those women in their circles, in their local circles. So, so we said, wouldn't it be great to have investor meetups where women locally can get together and create that kind of local board, if you will, where they're sharing resources, whether they're investing locally or they're investing out of state because different markets people want to invest in. And so that's what we launched the Philadelphia group. Me and Andressa like divided and conquered. And then women in our Facebook group would say, where's this group or that group? Or I want to start a group in Texas. And then at the time, we're like, we can't get to Texas. You think little when you're growing, you're like, no, we can create a community of other leaders leading these chapters. So that's how we built that. And women can find the meetups on our website. These are a local group to get connected and learn from each other because these leaders are tend to be a little more schooled in, they have investments, so they've been there. And there's always something to give, there's always something to get. And that's the kind of community we're building, a, a safe space. There was a woman, we started a group in Lancaster, and is 
and I went up there. We have some, we have a, a few properties there. So I went out there and saw the properties and then went to the meetup. And that's really cool to, to sit there and just be part of the community myself. And so I'm sitting there and everyone's introducing themselves. And this woman gets up and she introduced herself and she said, I've been wanting to invest for five years. And my husband said, I, I would make a terrible investor, but I didn't believe him. I just went recently went through a divorce and I'm so excited about being here in a room of women because I feel like this will help me get over the hump of investing. That's really powerful. That's why these groups so exist. Thankfully, she didn't believe him. Didn't I believe him. That. that believed us. And I think it's like anything. When you see others like yourself, whether it's a busy professional or somebody's working full time or that single mom or the woman that's in her 50s or 60s, and she's like, I'm done with this career. I want to do something different. So there's so many different types of women, different ages, ethnicities, backgrounds. And that's what's really neat about what we're trying to build is women can see others in themselves and say, okay, that type of woman did it. How can I do it? And life changes. You know, are at different phases of life. And she built it, you know, we encourage women to make leaps. I bought my first property. I learned through that. At least I had the confidence to make that first leap. Then we built a home, new build completely, learned a lot through that process. Then we remodeled a house built in 1927, yeah. I have to say a new build was much easier, but learned a <laughs> totally. lot through that process too. It's like, you know, just <laughs> you learn every time you take on the challenge, you learn along the way. Um, you also host InvestHerCon. Tell us about that. Yeah. During COVID, we at the time had a virtual summit. And that was our first time we got women together in our community. And the women had this camaraderie and we're like, they wanted to do this more. And then eventually in person. Yeah, we're coming up to our third year next June, 2024, will be our third conference. And that was a leap of faith to put a conference on, especially in this day and age. We were told how much it is to even have it at these types of venues. And we didn't want to just have it at some random venue. We wanted to have it a venue that women wanted to come to and feel comfortable. And every year we have a different theme. Next year is called All In. And it's about this I, the idea that women are going through this financial revolution where more wealth is getting transferred, yet do they have the confidence? Do they have the skills? They already have what they need, I believe, internally, but externally, maybe some tools in their toolbox to feel comfortable and confident. We took literally everything that we hated about conferences and said we would never do those. And everything we absolutely loved about conferences that we've been to, because we've been to so many, we've spoken at them and said, we're going to do more of that. It feels like a big retreat. There's 500 women that come. They're sitting in circles though. So they do lots of pair and share, lots of internal work. We do some deep breaths. We do some meditating. We do some keynotes around real estate investing, the economy. And then there's some sessions around business and there's some sessions around self-care. But it feels like this really powerful community because women are there to do business. These are serious women that are, are there to do deals. <laughs> and I think women are ready to get out. We're ready to go to conferences again. We've been in our house enough. We've done enough virtual. Virtual is great, especially if you're speaking to someone across the country or the world, but we're ready to be in person again. If someone was interested in getting involved in real estate, what is the first thing you suggest that they do? I think I've been investing for 17 years. So if you said, is this a good time to invest? I believe it's always could be and always a good time to invest depending on the strategy, the market, and what you're willing to do and not do. Right now, interest rates are higher. You have certain asset classes like multifamily that's overpriced. So I'm more of a multifamily investor. So some, someone said, I want to buy a, a multifamily and say a duplex or a triplex. I would say there's always an element of finding motivated sellers. So that's never gone out of style. That's never, oh, that doesn't matter now. And I think that's always important and always critical. 
Now it's a matter of how do you finance the deal? How do you actually buy the property? So if you really wanted to buy a, let's use a duplex, the interest rates are higher. So if you do your analysis, go, this doesn't pencil out, which is a lot of women's frustration. Women who actually have rental properties are frustrated right now because their analysis is just not making sense with the interest rates. So then the question is, how do women creatively finance? How do I buy this property in a different way? And so that's where I believe right now you need to have multiple tools in your toolkit to find deals and to finance deals. So the greatest education, I think, right now, if you're getting started, is to obviously be great to get connected to other women doing what you want to do, but also start to say, okay, what are not only the markets, but what are my goals with investing? Am I looking to park my money somewhere for seven to 10 years? Am I looking to make cash flow? Am I looking to make a chunk of money? Am I looking to replace my job? Or do I love my job? And I'm just looking for some uh, retirement plan. That's the first thing beyond the having multiple tools in your toolkit right now is to take a step back always and say, okay, where do I want to be in five years financially? And how can real estate as an investment get me there? And I think most people don't do that. They just look at it as it's just part of an investment plan. It's part of your financial plan. It's all supposed to get you somewhere you want to get to. And then you can start to say, okay, based on that answer, what's maybe the right market, the right type of property I should buy? Where is there problems in society right now? Right now, there's a housing shortage everywhere. Affordable housing, just purely affordable places for people to live. How can we be part of that solution? And so I'm a big fan of looking at what's happening in the current economy and saying, how can I solve a problem and buy my first rental property? And I think you can do both. But it's not or, it's and. And so if you're not part of any sort of problem-solving solution right now, and you're literally just trying to buy a property off the MLS and not get creative, that could be harder right now. And if you're able to do that in this climate, it's only going to get easier. Yeah, like thumbs up to you. That's awesome. But knowing where you want to be and knowing how real estate as an investment can get you there. And also how interested you are, how active you want to be, how passive you want to be. There's a lot of different strategies. There's a lot of different ways to make money in this business. And you want to figure out that like the the easiest way to do that, to be perfectly frank, if you need 8%, 10%, are you really looking to replace your job? So you need some consistent chunks of money so you can take care of yourself financially. All those answers yields a different strategy. But right now, the, having multiple tools in your toolkits, I think is critical, especially financing deals. What do you think is the most important element in leadership when scaling and building a business? Mm, I love that question. It's funny you say that the word leadership because so many women, especially growing their portfolios, don't always see themselves as a leader. They sometimes even say, oh, I'm not a leader. I don't work in corporate. And they think leadership is corporate. You're leading yourself. You are a leader of your own life. I love that question. I think for scaling, I think the most important thing as I've scaled a couple different businesses and made mistakes and things have taken longer than I wanted them to. That's the other piece of it. I think the key to scaling is a lot of self-work, a lot of not just self-reflection, but willing to do the work on your own personal growth and not just your own like personality or getting a new tactic. I mean, like looking yourself in the mirror and saying, what's working? What's not? What do I need to do differently? What do I take accountability for? Especially when you have partners and you're scaling with a partner. I've had multiple partners, but I have two partners now, my husband in some of our business ventures and my partner, Andressa, and invest her. And I have to say the biggest piece of leadership is really leading yourself and knowing what you need to let go of and what you need to do differently and how you could be your best self. And just in this last year, our 
businesses have grown and I've literally done the most work on myself. And I'm a very self-aware, I love personal growth, but I've never done as much work as I've done this year. It's consistent with your growth, right? I love that you say that. And I'm always truly so inspired by the women who come on the She Built It podcast and say that. Because if something is not working or you want to go to the next level, sometimes we need to change things that we are doing either within ourselves or the way we're managing our team. As the team grows, you can't continue doing the same things that you were doing before. I'm always so inspired by the women that come on the show that say that because it takes a lot of courage, but it also leads to the most growth. I'll be very frank with you. Andres and I were always doing different different assessments and this and that. And we actually went to get our brain scanned. Dr. Amen, the best-selling author, has tons of books out there. He's multiple clinics. And you can get your brain scanned and they'll tell you how your brain is pretty much operating cognitively. Super fascinating. I've done so many different things on myself. I've actually never thought about your brain. And so anyway, so we go into Manhattan, we get this brain scan. It turns out I have ADHD. Probably most entrepreneurs probably have ADHD. But it was really powerful for me to learn as my mid-40s, right? And things that I've just always compensated or worked on, I'm like, that's how my brain works. And then now, not as an excuse, but how do I optimize my brain and how do I optimize my productivity in a way that works? I'm less foggy. I'm clear. I'm taking a vitamin set. I'm like, this would have been really helpful earlier in my life. So I think we, as women, we beat ourselves up for different things in our lives that aren't working when there's probably a good reason for it. Once we figure out what that is and we get the support that we need, whatever that we need in that area of our lives. And then to thrive. And, and so it was very eye-opening to me. And it's been very helpful. I've gotten a coach. I'm doing vitamins. I'm doing a bunch of different things to help myself, right? So I can thrive in my own world because there's certain things that I feel like, oh, you're so organized. And I'm like, you compensate. And I think women have been compensating a lot of different areas of their lives for too long. It's been very eye-opening, but I've been doing a lot of work on myself and trying to be my best self. I'm always so inspired by the women who say that because it does. It takes a conscious effort. But it leads to the best results, always. It does. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy each day? And it doesn't have to be through business. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. I feel really grateful and fortunate and humbled that I do. I'm so passionate about what we do with Investor. So it's like my hobby, my business, my passion all rolled into one. And I think about the women a lot to support them and serve them. And I feel very mission-oriented around it. Joy for me is being more present in my life. I think I have been accustomed to moving quickly to the next thing, whatever that is. So I've been like really mindful to be present. And I we got a puppy a year ago and I never wanted a dog. Holding her and playing with her is joyful for me. It's something simple. Connecting with my kids when they get home from school and just asking them how they're doing. That's joyful to me. I mean, they're nine and six-year-old, they make me crazy sometimes, of course, but the joy is just in the present moment. And I've been really being more mindful of what am I doing right now? Like right now, all I'm doing is talking to you, Melanie. And that's all I'm thinking about of how I can add value and be as most helpful here. And then the next thing is the next thing, but I'm not there yet. That's something I'm continually working on, listening, being present. That brings me a lot of joy when I'm really present to what I'm doing. Thank you for inspiring women to invest and invest in themselves. Can you please share with us how and where we can find you? And thank you for joining us today. 
Yeah, it's been awesome, Melanie. The best way for women to to connect with us in terms of our community, we have a lot of free resources. Our Facebook community is the easiest. It's just going to Facebook and going to Invest Her Community. You can get it by going to our website, the real estate investher, H-E-R.com. You can get our Facebook community. You can go there and get the, connected to our meetups. We have a podcast released a couple of times a week. And we have free online events. We have all, all that good stuff on our website, but we post it in our Facebook community as well. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.